0: Hey, Paul, welcome back. How you doing? I'm good, man. Not a lot has changed since the last time we talked about 20 minutes ago. So <laughs> <laughs> We are trying to knock a few of these out right now because we've got some, you know, I'm going to be out of the country and kind of out of touch for a while here soon. So yeah. And I'm going to be know. participating in that a little bit next, gosh, next Sunday. Uh, next... Like a week from now, you'll be here. Yeah. Yeah. A, a week from the time right. of this recording. Yeah. Right. We'll be here. We'll be hanging out. That'll be good. Maybe have a, a couple stogies, a couple drinks. So. Ooh. Yeah. yeah good br- idea. Bring some good stogies
1: if you have some. I got to uh, go check my humidor. I actually got a client that's a, runs a cigar shop. So oh, cool. I need to actually reach out to him and see if uh, maybe I can get out there.
0: You know, a cigar use isn't that big a deal. If you just use a couple cigars, like
1: I smoke maybe a couple cigars a year. Oh yeah. So, that's not, I mean, yeah, but as well, far you as smoke life like, insurance goes. Well, when yeah. you smoke four a week, you're going to get smokers rates. You're definitely going to get smokers
0: rates. Do you have a experience with that? with the yeah. 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 Same
1: guy. He's like, well, I ain't giving that up. I was yeah. like, good on you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Good on you. Sure. You, you just got to be okay paying those smoker rates. It is what yeah. it is. So, well, let, hey, let's start with a question here. Um, I get a lot of questions on that YouTube video that we put the link in before, but this one comes in from Captain Great, Captain GR8. Captain. Great. Um, why isn't everyone doing this in the U S so Paul, why isn't everybody doing this? I don't know.
1: Captain great. Why aren't they? No. (laughs) (laughs) Let me, yeah, this comes, I've had this question before, um, with, uh, with a client's wife when we were kind of in the early stages. Um, and it was either, Oh, I know I have a friend that does this, that, no know you, you don't <laughs> no, you don't <laughs> no you don't because if you did and he was really your friend, you you'd be doing it right um, so you, so you, why the, look at our experience, right? I didn't know this existed. This book came out when I was a junior in college, yeah, in 2000, right? I would have loved to have gotten my hands on it and of course, I didn't know anything about finance back then anyway, right. Um, so it's really just uh, when you think about IBC practitioners, right, Dave, there's six or seven hundred IBC practitioners with the Nelson Nash Institute between the U.S. and Canada. In the United States is three hundred and forty million people or what the heck it is now. Right. Yeah, that's a very small amount of practitioners very small relative amount. to the overall population same yeah. thing in canada there's a few in canada and canada's got 30 to 35 million people or something right um so and really the, it's just I, I would say you don't know about this not everyone's doing it because they want you to do they want you to do something else they want you 401k ira whatever they can do to separate you from your money that's what they want you to do which is what and that's why you're likely doing that you average american person right another reason you don't hear about this like
0: paul just said there's about 600 ibc practitioners there's several insurance companies but guess what insurance companies don't promote ibc they promote their products right ibc is a process not a product that's right. So the only people teaching and promoting IBC are agents who understand IBC and make it their business, like their primary uh, business, right? So now you have 600 agents who most of us don't do any marketing whatsoever. Um, this is our marketing. This is our marketing podcast. I'm on LinkedIn, uh, you know, Facebook. Like that's our marketing. We don't have the budget that Edward Jones has to you know to to promote their yeah, services nice. wouldn't that be nice like then everybody in the u.s would know about this how are and they paying for that marketing yeah oh, your money <laughs> i can tell you it's not with my money because i don't have any money with them that's right so there you go but i i think that's really what it comes down to uh, like you said one they don't want you to know this they being the financial industry uh but two no Nobody's promoting it because it's a process. It's a process, not a product. Now we have to use a product. You have to bank with something, and the best thing to bank with is dividend-paying whole life insurance. Yeah, just down. so happens to be dividend-paying so whole life to be. insurance. If there was something not by, better, not by accident. Yeah, if there was something better to use, we'd use it. But yep, I've never seen there's it. There's not. There's not. So, so there Sorry,
1: you go. Sorry, IUL dudes. Yeah,
0: well, they're not listening
1: anyway. <laughs> That's right. So. So yeah, I think think that covered it though. I mean, it's it's caught not taught. This isn't something you're going to learn at your MBA at Stanford. It's not something you're going to. You might learn EVA maybe or something, Um, but it's it's just not super prolific because the other the other reason, Dave, is like insurance. Most insurance companies they don't have these huge, you know, whole life insurance is a. I don't know, 4 to 6% it's a return subset. for the company okay, yeah, right, right. over the over the life of a policy, let's say. So it's right? just one so thing they do. It's one yeah. thing they do. And um, I, I will say this, before the advent of, you know, kind of all Americans need to be in the stock market, this is where people put their money. It's true. It's only in our recent history, last few generations of Americans that people have started to do, you know, I'm working with a, Financial planner. I am going to do this and that. I am going to do mutual funds and dollar cost average and separate myself from my money as long as possible, um, right? Because that's the way to financial security, right? Somehow so that's, we've been taught, yeah, yeah. Despite you know the banks and, and wealthy, truly wealthy people doing the complete opposite. Uh, anyway, so I, I think that's why. I think we covered it. Yeah, um, I think that's pretty. Good. Now, people should be should bees don't make honey, but people should be doing IBC. I'm a firm believer in that. If you're the right type of person, you ought to be doing IBC. Absolutely. So listen to one of the first few episodes where we kind of
0: outline who the ideal client is. Like, you know, if this is you, IBC is for you. If this is, you know, if this is not you, like here's some indications that this is not for you. Um, So there you go. Well, good. Yeah, I hope that answers the question that was pretty uh, in-depth. Well, today, let's talk about red flags. So there with, with the advent of the interweb and all of the social media platforms out there. I mean, I had a guy contact me in the, uh, I don't know, a week or two ago, a week or two ago and said he learned about IBC from TikTok. And then he ended up somehow stumbling upon my name while he was doing his searching. Um, so I'm not Money man, TikTok. Dave. Yeah. Da- yeah. That, I did Dave have a Money channel. Yeah, something like that. I did have a channel <laughs> for a little while and I got so fed up with TikTok. This is like two years ago, two and a half years ago. Yeah, yeah, it was a while ago. I haven't, I deleted it and haven't been back on. Plus uh, it's a Chinese company that's trying to malware info. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, but here's some red flags because there is so much Captain Great says, why doesn't everybody do this? We said not enough people know about it and this is why, but there's a lot of people learning about it right now. And there's a lot of information out there. Like if you want to learn about it, there's no shortage of information. The problem is Figuring out what's legitimate information and what is sales tactics, what is marketing, what is, what is marketing, yeah. and how are they doing this in a way that Nelson never intended it to be done? So we put together, you know, a, a big list here of some red flags that you all can look for when you're when you're doing your self education. So um, here's my favorite, leading with an illustration. So this is especially probably in the IUL world, Universal Life, where they cannot get an illustration in front of you fast enough. So I don't know how many times have you been contacted Paul when somebody's like, so I got this illustration, I'm going to send it to you. Yeah. They, you know, I, some don't,
1: other... I don't play the illustration game. I tell them that right up front. Like I don't yeah. even want to get involved with you. If this if this is what it's going to be and you're you you've called five different agents. I, I don't like that. And we've said this before. I don't do that. I don't have the time to do that. We can make these illustrations dance as James yeah. always says, I can make it look as as great as it can be just to sell you a policy, but I'm not gonna do that. That's not good business, and that's not how uh, we educate our clients. You're gonna go through an education process before you see an illustration. Exactly, we don't wanna shortchange you, so. That's right, which is important, yeah. Yep, exactly, so, you know, if,
0: if that's the first thing somebody wants to do, maybe uh, say thank you and and just realize
1: it's a red flag. It's uh, a what's, flag. What's another one? Anyone who says, uses the word investing in the same sentence as whole life insurance. Yeah. They don't know. They're they either too lazy to use proper terminology or they don't know, which is even worse. And let's face it, folks, the financial industry at large has a fairly low bar of entry. This is I'll true. Leave it at, I'll leave it at
0: that. Yeah. Even lower than uh, real estate agents, which is pretty low. <laughs> right? Right. Not, not no to, offense to the good not, ones out yeah, there not to knock any real estate agents but it's let's be honest it's a it's a low barrier of entry yeah and that's just the I fact. know some good
1: ones. I know some good ones sure yeah there are there are uh, a few really good ones so and I was a good one even though I wasn't one I sold my own house in El Paso oh yeah I did I sold my own house in Kansas so and I made the buyer pay all the commission to their agent I paid nice. none of it anyway <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much all
0: right here's here's another one Hey, you can become rich buying cars. How many times <laughs> have you seen that? Like, <laughs> oh, hey, buy cars it. and become rich doing it. No, you cannot become rich
1: doing IBC to buy cars. You just can't. It, no, these are the type of people that are reaching out to try to be guests in our podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be, yeah. a, hey, do you want to have us on as a guest? I'm like, I don't even know who the heck you are. Oh, right. yeah, I mean, look, no,
0: I don't. Yeah. And the fact is they don't understand it in the first place. And uh, that is a one hundred percent sales and marketing tactic that's it's it, just it so
1: is. it gives us a bad a bad rap. The rest it of does. Us. And just to just to rehash, taking policy loans does not add value to your policy. No.
0: Okay. Plain and simple. Taking policy loans does not improve the performance of your policy. Correct. So using policy loans as opposed to bank financing or saving up and spending cash does perform or does uh, it is benefit better. your overall yeah, financial wealth building picture. Absolutely. Hands down.
1: Yes. Yeah. But so yeah, run again, <laughs> folks, red flags. And I've yeah. seen that one. I know exactly the one you're talking about. Yeah. How about this one? This one just
0: came to me from a prospect I was talking to this week. He said, Hey, I was checking out this website and you know, this guy kind of teaches IBC, but he said it's archaic and he has a better way. So um I didn't I, I got on the website, but I didn't spend the time researching and what what exactly this guy was talking about, but um because he's not worth my time. But right, if somebody says IBC is archaic and here's how you should do it, that's that I mean major red flag. They're just trying to put a tweak, a spin on something that's already as efficient as it can be for the long term and, and try to make it their own.
1: I don't know how IBC Gets any simpler than ridiculously simple, as Nelson would put it, right? Yeah, it's ridiculously simple already. What are you? I could teach you know an eight. My eight-year-old son a couple of years ago asked if he could take a policy loan to buy a bike. I mean, he understood that he had value there and he could get to it, and it's ridiculously simple. So, the, what this all is? It goes back to the, the marketing and the spin, and I have to separate myself somehow from the the original message because why? Because it's not sexy enough. What I told this guy, what
0: I was talking about, I was like, he's absolutely right. IBC is archaic because it's been around for hundreds of years. Like (laughs) whole life insurance has been around for hundreds of years. It's absolutely archaic, but there's a reason it's been around for this long because it works. That's like a hard stop. It works. It works. Yeah. So why would you, you know, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Now there's there's things life insurance companies might change their product and add another feature here or there. It's just bells and whistles that might might add another benefit to what we're already doing. But IBC is a process, not
1: a product. That's right. And as far as being archaic, like what does that mean? Like you know, it's it just an old fashioned It just means old fashioned or old. Like Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I've been reading a lot of old books lately, like from nineteen forty six. Um, you know, the the richest Man in Babylon, which I think is nineteen twenty six, that's the year my grandfather was born. Uh, those books have phenomenal messages yeah. that are clearly written, clearly understood. Hey, this is no this is no different. Right. Like it's what very else? simple, and that's a good thing. Embrace yeah. it. Embrace the simplicity. So I what, think what else is archaic?
0: Uh, how about good manners and chivalry, but opening the door for people,
1: a solid handshake? Like that's all archaic. But people seem surprised when I hold the door for them now, just because up here in DC, everyone's rude and oh yeah, um, it's just. Sometimes
0: I don't. Sometimes I almost feel bad when I hold the door for somebody because then they start running. Like in Minnesota, I see that all the time. Like people start hustling to get to the oh, door no, really quick. Fun
1: to do though, because you're like, I wonder if they're gonna run. Yeah. And the, and then you get him to do it. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't mean to make you run. I was happy to hold the door. You're only like five steps away. But my dad yeah. uh, has this friend who in traffic will, you know, they'll be stopped. He'll creep forward just to see if he can get the car behind him to creep and then he'll yeah. do it again. And he'll he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, I got to do it
0: 25 times in that traffic that we're in. So we were on our way to school. We're total tangent right now on our way to school the other day. And this minivan in front of us at the stoplight the dad jumps out of the out of the driver's seat and runs around the minivan, and uh, you know we call that I don't know what they call it today. It was the Chinese fire drill. That's right? what we used to call it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. He, he was running around saying, "I'm doing a Chinese fire drill," you know, and all of his kids were in the car, and embarrassed, and but all the other cars at the stoplight were just cracking up. Everybody's laughing. Yeah. So that's because yeah. it's funny. It is funny. Yeah. So I'm going to do it to my kids when they're old enough to be embarrassed. It's
1: very archaic of him.
0: Very archaic. The very 80s. Some things, don't go, some things do not go out of style, though, like manners, chivalry, Chinese fire drills and whole life insurance. That's right. Blue jeans. Blue jeans, jean jackets. Glock 19. Canadian tuxedo. Yeah. All right. Next. Anyway. Um, <laughs> how about the big four? So there's a lot out there, like oh, you got to use one of the big four. Like,
1: why? Yeah, why? You tell me why. Does it work the best? Do those companies offer the best product? Do they have the best product offerings that go that work well with the process of IBC necessarily? Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Do they allow first year policy loans? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Like, what is that? Okay, this is purely based on. You know, basically assets under management. How big is this company? Right. I, yeah. I could care less about that. No, what, what I care about is how long have they been around?
0: How many years have they paid out a dividend? Frankly, how, how conservative is their operation?
1: How close does your original illustration on the non-guaranteed side look three, four, five, six years into the policy? Oh. Was that promised dividend close? Or was it way off that
0: that's good advice for anybody who's had a, a policy for any number of years get your agent to run an in-force illustration and, and compare it to the original one you signed in the contract there you go it's yeah. a good way to do it Fair. but you know size matters to an extent when it comes to this like you don't want some little piddly company that <laughs> that hasn't you know that doesn't have the resources necessary on I mean frankly those are some of the companies that go under these little tiny insurance companies and right. then they get they just get bought out by bigger companies when when they become insolvent or you know they get taken over by somebody else. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know something that we can educate folks on is these companies are rated whether you put stock in these third party rating agencies that do these things right? right but they're they're given this overall Comdex score and you certainly want something that's well up into the 90s right and of course some of those bigger companies are right up there. But some of the smaller companies, one that we particularly really like is right there with them. Right. So anyway. Yeah. So if somebody saying you have to do one of these four companies, then that's that's a red flag. That's that's a red flag. That means, yeah, it's it's just not true. Yeah. Uh, What's next? This one, this one bugs the crap out of me. This one grinds my gears. Yeah, I just (laughs) because, again, it's either it's either marketing or it's a misunderstanding of what's written on a piece of paper inside of an illustration or inside of a contract. The guaranteed 4% interest. And I had to debunk it. I was a guest on a podcast last year. I think the episode came out this year where I was like, well, no, no, that's not, that's not really a thing. That's not what that means. And I had to kind of explain, this is, that's a kind of a actuarial, nerd, (laughs) math crap behind the scenes, right? That or don't waste your time on. Right. That's yeah. but it doesn't mean your policy earns four percent guaranteed. If that were true, you put in ten thousand dollars of cash, you know, of premium in, your cash value would be that plus four percent at the end of the first year. Yeah. And it's not. It's, and it's way not. less. Right. <laughs> exactly. So that's not what it means. There's no such thing. Um that is that is a what they call a, a non forfeiture rate uh, or crediting rate or something. uh, It's basically
0: the number they use to make sure the cash value equals the death benefit at age 120. Right. So, and then they reverse engineer the policy. So
1: don't get wrapped up in that. Um, Yeah. Don't get wrapped up in it. Yeah. And don't take it at face value. It does not mean that your policy is credited 4% guarantee. Exactly. Cash on, like cash on cash or rate of return, internal rate of return. That's not what it means. Right. There you go. All right. How
0: about this one? When people don't reference IBC, but they promote it using a different name, like, you know, I mean, all sorts of different names and they do everything they can to make it sound like they discovered this concept and, and they don't give credit to Nelson Nash and the infinite banking concept. So another red flag.
1: There's a lot of, there's a lot of that out there. And there's some of the, the bigger named ones that have been around a while. Well, I'm not going to name them here, but we all, you know, those of us, who have friends listening know who we're talking about. Probably. Yeah.
0: But let's be clear, that doesn't mean that they they aren't doing it correctly necessarily. Right. They could be doing it correctly and doing a good job of it, but they're not, I don't know, in my opinion, in our opinion, they're not giving credit where credit's due. So, you know, they're they're taking credit for somebody yeah. else's discovery. Yeah. And writing it off as their own.
1: And I would say there's been there's there's a few that I've seen that um that do reference Nelson fairly fairly often. So I think that's I think that's good and I think they should be, right? I think give credit where credit is due. Yeah. There you go.
0: Here's the biggest one. The the biggest one. Well, I can get a better rate of return with Universal Life. Good so, luck. Good luck. I mean, maybe maybe not. Guaranteed? Yeah, where's your guarantees though? There you go. Well, they're on back. Any. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guarantees. The only guarantees most of those policies can make that I've seen is that, hey, uh, by age sixty-five, you may have zero cash value and zero death benefit. You're guaranteed
1: to have to pay premium forever.
0: Ooh, there's a yeah, there's a guarantee. There's a guarantee. A guarantee that. Uh, I mean. More or less, a guarantee that that premium is going to increase as you get older, right? So,
1: and we've fielded that question before: Why is not IUL appropriate for IBC? And those are, you know, previous episodes you can look you can look at in the notes and the title of it, of it. But yeah, not an appropriate product for for Infinite Banking. Yeah, and that's ep- because largely because of the increasing premium and the there's no guarantees. Yeah, episode thirty three, by the way, perfect. Or
0: no, 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 no. I'm sorry, that's for uh, another one. That's for the ten ninety. Well
1: oh. uh, yeah, why don't you
0: talk about the next one? I'll look up that episode for
1: uh Sure. All right. The only way to design a policy for infinite banking is with ten percent to the base or less if the company allows it, and ninety percent to the to the PUA. Well, this goes back to like the illustration dance. Yeah. That's gonna look the ten ninety will look good. The 10% of the base 92 to the PA is gonna look great from a cash value perspective. But if you do that design, you're purposely limiting the amount of premium you can get into a policy later on, which means you're restricting the amount of wealth building potential that you have. Why would you do that?
0: Right, is it your Because goal? you
1: want instant liquidity tomorrow. You've ignored think long range, don't be afraid to capitalize, rethink your thinking. You've ignored all these rules that Nelson has. That we that we teach and that we abide by. Yep. You're ignoring all those by just oh, I want all my liquidity next year. Right. Sorry. Yeah. I want to be I want to be able to pay the highest premium I can have access to my cash value, but I want to pay that high premium as long as possible. Why would I not want to do anything different? I, I don't. I want to pay it as long as I can. Contractually, have the right to pay it. Yep. And I'll make a choice forty years from now. Well to rpu reduce paid up or premium offset or whatever i'll make that decision then i'm not going to do any of those things by the way i'm just saying i could right so a good question to ask is is it your intention to
0: to reduce the amount of wealth you can build over your lifetime yeah sign me up for less wealth do you want less wealth and okay let's do that design right there you go uh if you want to learn more about the you know the 1090 and why it's not a good fit for IBC, then uh episode 33. The IUL episode is episode 29. So there 29. you go. I knew they all uh, fairly fairly recent. Yeah. Yeah. So just scroll. Um, okay. Well, so we, we covered some red flags. How about some things to ask an advisor? So when you get in front of somebody who, who promotes IBC, who says they do IBC, here's where a lot of people start. They're like, well, I'm trying to find the right company. I say, no, no. What you're looking for is the right person. If you're That's working right. for the right person, they've already found the right company for you so that's perfect yeah so if you want to do ibc that is your goal then the first question you need to ask is are you an ibc practitioner or have you been through that course i don't what's yeah what is that so what that is that was a course developed by the nelson nash institute with the help of nelson nash bob murphy carlos lord david stearns the, the the gentlemen who sit on the board for the nelson nash institute they developed a course to ensure that agents who want to practice and promote IBC using the IBC name understand exactly how Nelson intended it to be used. Right. And we pay money. We do a lot of training. We take a test. We, we get interviewed and accepted by them in the first place before we can even go through with the course uh, because right. it's not for everybody. They're not going to accept everybody just because you want to do it. Um, you and they've be kicked people out too. Yeah, and if you, don't, if you don't uphold your end of the bargain, we'll kick you out, as they should. And, and you know maybe they should kick more people out, but that's not my choice. So, yeah, are you an Dave's IBC? You've got the
1: second highest grade on that test, by the way. No big deal. I uh, must have had an off day that day, so. Yeah, <laughs> even at 50%, he's still
0: twice the normal man. <laughs> you said it, not me. Um, but are you an IBC practitioner? And that, so there's some people who might have gone through the course and then they, they decide they're not gonna, you know, keep up their practitioner license um, you know, every year and not pay the fee or whatever it is. Um, you know, that's their choice. I prefer to, to stay a member and, and so does Paul.
1: But yeah, I, I enjoy, we have a, we go down to the think tank every February or whatever. And, uh, I enjoy the people down there a, a, a lot. Yeah. Im- immensely. Right. Just a great, um, great group of, uh, men and women. Yeah. So, um, but
0: actually, you know, it, mostly men, but we've started seeing every year. There's like more women yeah. or female agents there, which is great. Because yep. I think that's a, often a, an overlooked market perhaps um, is um, female, female business owners, or sometimes it's, it's the wife in the, in the relationship that takes a lead on finances. Um, yep. but you know, our wheelhouse is typically like, uh, you know, military men, conser- you know, conservative military men, family men with kids and all that. Um, cause that's kind of our network, but, uh, it's really good to see this, this message spreading to, yeah to to women too and yep. i love it i've got a, a whole lot of female clients actually in the last year um which is great because they ask different questions
1: it's fun. yes yeah yeah yeah
0: so it's made me it's a lot you
1: need, it's made me a lot you gotta smarter. have that balance yeah. i think guys are oh, let's go yeah and, I, I i get and it man like... no
0: i don't have any questions i'm good let's go <laughs> i'm not gonna stop and ask for directions That's So. Right. <laughs> um so that's, I mean, that's a good question. If you want to find one in your area, you know, you look up the Nelson Nash Institute or infinitebanking.org. Practitioner finder. Practitioner finder. So we're on there, we're licensed in, in many states. So, I mean, I mean, most of our clients are from out of state anyway, right? So, yes. so yep. all right, what's another question?
1: You know, you might want to ask this person, how many policies, how many dividend paying whole life policies structured for IBC do they personally own? And with that, what percentage of their overall income are they paying in premium? It ought to be somewhere upwards of 20 to 25% of their, of their income is paid in premium. Yeah. Should, should be. There As you There's a go. general rule. Some, something like that. Yeah.
0: I mean, just like you're not going to go hire a, a fitness coach who, who's,
1: who's out of shape, five foot five, 500 pounds.
0: Exactly. You're not going to hire somebody who's who has all the knowledge, but doesn't practice what they preach. You know? Right. Um, that's just that's just the fact. So yeah, make sure you work with somebody who who walks the talk, and practices what they preach. So and that's an open question. That's a fair question. If somebody's trying to sell you something that they say is good for everybody, but they don't do it themselves, then
1: yeah, you know, that's uh, that's a major red flag right there. So oh, right, you you have to someone who's you know walking the walk, talking the talk. Yeah, and practicing what they preach. I couldn't, you can't put it any better than that. When,
0: and as you've mentioned before, we're happy. I mean, you've opened up your policies online and shared it with people and like, Hey, here's the policy. Here's how it works. Polite. I'm trying to take loans. So, you know, that's something I'll do once we're working together. I, we're in that process.
1: I feel like people who sell things that they don't use, like I'm a big automotive enthusiast. Right. And I can talk fairly intelligently on what type of vehicles I would, I would and would not buy. Yeah. Um, based on personal experience. It's the same thing with this. You can't be an effective IBC practitioner without owning the product and using it in your own life and believing in it, right? Like, who do you know that's paying, you know, 20% of their income and whole life insurance premium? You know, nobody that's doing that. Right, because that's stupid. That's the dumbest place you can put your money. It's the <laughs> dumbest thing ever. Like, it's a scam. So, and that's what I like about that group of, you know, just a few hundred of us they're they all do that yeah they're all yeah. doing oh that. for sure yeah
0: every I, one of them you can't in every fact, single one of them. most of them probably got into this business like you and i did because we already had these policies in place and we're like man we got to spread the message
1: yes yeah, so people and that that's very common right yeah clients becoming agents of their own because they they believe it they see it they learn it and now they want to they want to spread it to their to their own and that's great yeah you know if you don't you just want to feed us
0: uh leads from your network i'm happy to take those too so yeah we also take <laughs> referrals yeah no definitely question. uh i love referrals they're those are the best kind of leads so yeah. yeah well cool i think that's uh that's pretty good for red flags hopefully that covers the the gamut i'm sure there's more out there but you know if something sounds too good to be true and they don't have any drawbacks whatsoever might be a red flag
1: so, yeah, they pass you off into their assistant's assistant.
0: Yeah, I, I, to get, talk about. Right, I get asked so many times people who set up calls from that YouTube video I have. Um, they're like, oh, wow, I actually got you on the phone. I was expecting, because every time I call somebody else, I just get,
1: you know, some random person who doesn't really, they can't answer my questions. You know, I think that's important, Dave. And I tell new agents this all the time. I was like, one of the things that has made us effective is that we're, you don't forget where you come from, Right this is a, this is a very personal, very serious business, but you keep it, keep it personal. Like I want to know their story. I want them mm-hmm. to know my story. Cause that, that creates a good client relationship that you want to, you know, foster and, and, and grow and make it term. And, yep. um, and that creates good business later down the road. Absolutely. Right? Repeat business oftentimes. Oh, so open up policy on the wife. Now I'm gonna open up policy on the kids. Um, so yeah, I think that that can help you stand out rather than you're talking to some intake person um, who you know, you're know you just a name and a phone number, you're not really anything else. Yeah, yeah, you're way more than that
0: to us. That's the, right. The agents with hearts. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get some t-shirts made. All right, man, hey, good talking to you and uh, catch you all next time. Yeah, I'll see you at the wedding. All right, yeah, we'll see you, bud.
1: Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. If you'd like to have a conversation with us to see how you can become your own banker, or if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to tackle in a future episode, please send us an email to davidandpaul at theibcguys.com. And subscribe and leave us a review if you're on Apple.
0: Follow and leave us a five-star review if you're on Spotify. And please share this with your friends. We'll see you next week.